you can't go show them like a lot of us sell real estate. We show them 50 houses. Listen, this is a rental. This is not their biggest investment they're going to ever make. This is a lease. Right. I'm going to show you three properties and then I'm going to move on because I'm putting you in my car. Then I could go to put my name down and give you a list. But I, mm -hmm. I mean, I closed the deal. I walked, I listened to what they're telling me. I knew all my inventory and the apartments that I had to deal with that would pay me. And then I'd take them to it and then I'd get them, I'd have them signing the lease, doing their, their paperwork right there on the spot because they've got to do the application. Your name has to be on the application or they will not pay you. I learned that the hard okay. way. is a very great day. <laughs> we have Myra Oliver on the line with us. Yes, that's right, on the line. She's on the line with us here. And we are talking today about the New Agent Podcast. And we're going to learn a little bit more about what Myra has done and where she's at and how she started and where it's taken her. So Myra, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you got started and where, where you're out of and a little bit of like who you are. Thanks, Brad, so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on your podcast and and I love new agents. I love helping them get everything they want in this career because, you know, this was my second career. And I got in real estate after being a hairstylist. And I live in Denton, Texas, which is right outside of Dallas. It's north of Dallas, going towards Oklahoma. And okay. um, I got my real estate license because I got bored. My first career, I was able to um, retire at 33. Uh, I became financially free at 33. So wow. I, um, I decided to um, buy real estate. Before I even got my license, I had, I had accumulated 10 rental properties and oh, wow. got my real estate license after the fact. So I wanted to buy rentals because I knew that would be a way to be financially free and have a passive income. And I wanted to get my husband out of the police department. So he was a policeman and I, that my goal was to get him out of the police department. So we worked really hard in our 20s and uh, up to 33. And then I sold my hair salon and we kind of retired. And then three years later, I got my real estate license. OK, so you got so you were in, had a different career, then came into real estate and started out at 33 and Tell us a little bit more about, so you, you were in the same area that you grew up in, or it was a different area, or is this all, all new to you? No, I am a Kentucky girl. I am a proud Kentucky colonel. I, uh, I love the great state of Kentucky. So I'm actually from Campbellsville, Kentucky, and mm -hmm. I moved to Texas uh, right after high school, when I graduated high school, I moved to Texas. Um, my grandmother was a hairstylist, so I always wanted to be a hairstylist. I sat in her hair salon, and I watched her make people feel great. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, I want to do that. And so I got my license, and that's my God-given talent is doing hair. And um, so I did hair for 13 years. And during that time, I bought my first rental property at 20 years old, Brad, and I still wow. own that house. I 
I, um, I paid $35,000 for that house. And that's the house that just keeps on giving. So it's rented for $1,200 yeah. a month. It's paid for. You know, here we wow. are 30 something years later, and I still own that house. So that's what got me uh, started in real estate is I realized that um, that's a great way to change the trajectory of my life because I was doing $5 haircuts and I knew I was never going to be wealthy uh, just doing mm -hmm. $5 haircuts and perms and highlights. And so I decided that um, I was just going to save my money. So I started saving my money and uh, buying rental properties. And that was the smartest thing I could have done is um, we built up to where we wanted to make 5000 a month so my husband could quit the police department. And um, we did that. It took us 13 years. And okay. um, and then I took a three year sabbatical and just managed those properties and decided I want to get my real estate license. So yeah, I was 35, 36 and got my real estate license. Of course, that was 9-11. Um, so it wasn't a good time to get your real estate license. So people talk all the time about, oh, well, it might not be the time to get your real estate license. Every time is the time to get your real estate license. Because what I love about real estate is real estate allows you to decide what you're worth. I have a high school education, Brad, and um, I could have allowed that to hold me back, but I didn't. I got my real estate mm -hmm. license and um, just started there. I didn't know anyone. We moved at that time. We lived in Carrollton. My business was in Carrollton, which is about 30 minutes away from where we are now. And we moved to Denton, Texas, and I didn't know anybody. Here I am, okay. brand new realtor. I don't know anybody, and let's go. So how how now that you you're in this new location, nobody you know, and you're going to start building a business, and we'll get to the end here about how big that business got. But so how did you start out with that? How did you start building? Yeah, so you know, I'm kind of one of these people that um that i'm gonna figure it out but i have to fail okay i mean i'm the queen okay. of failure so i tried all kinds of stuff and what i found was is that whoever talks to the most people wins the game of real estate bottom line mm -hmm. so i decided okay so here i've got pockets full of gold meaning I'm going to be a great realtor and I just need to get out there and give out the gold, which means mm -hmm. my business cards. So I just started going to Walmart, Target, Lowe's. I, every day I handed out 10 of my business cards. Okay. And because I understood the rental business, because at this time I've been in the rental business for 15 years. So I was an expert pretty much on rentals. So uh -huh. I decided I'm going to start renting properties and then I can start a database. I can put all those people in a database and then I will now know people. So instead of doing the normal apartment locating where you, you know, do it all on the phone, right? And you just refer them to places and they write your name down. That's how that works in apartment locating. I started putting okay. people in my car. And I started, I went to all the apartment complex. Remember, I know no one introduced myself to the managers. At the time, a lot of the properties were full and people were still coming in off the streets. So what they would do is hand out my cards and go, hey, we don't have any apartments, but this girl's an apartment locator. You should call her. Maybe she can find you something. So 
I had all these people in Denton working for me, giving out my cards. Meanwhile, when they sent me a, a deal, I would give them a $50 gift card for referring that person. Wow. It was beautiful. Mind-blowing. And mm -hmm. what it did is within first year, I rented 248 units. Did not sell a single house. I made $120,000 selling real estate or leasing real estate my first year. I took all of those people. I put them in a database. I pretty much knew their credit because I knew which complexes did big credit checks or small credit checks. So I, I, then I started sending them postcards to tell them, you hey, you know how hard I work to rent you a house or, or an apartment. Can you imagine what I'll do to sell you one? And it started happening. The next year, my second year in real estate, I sold 20 properties. And then by my fifth year in real estate, I was selling over 100 properties a year by myself and um, and doing a blowout business. It was incredible. I had become the number one agent, individual agent in my town. Wow. Now, you, you just went from zero to 100 that fast based off of the work that you put in to build your database. And I've not, I've been doing this 20 years and I've not ever heard anybody say that's how they built their career. That's right. a, that is, that is amazing. So. And it's out, a lot of work. So if you don't have yeah. the energy, don't do it. Right. You can't do it. Here's the thing about real estate. You've got to mm -hmm. be willing to do what others want to have what others don't have. And what it did for me, it allowed me unlimited income because I, every day I made a decision by how many people I approached or talked to. I made a decision on what my future would look like. And I think I'm one of these people, I took it very seriously. I don't do anything halfway. I think you know me pretty well to know because you know the rest of the story. Um, right. But I, um, I, I mean... I just went for it. And keep in mind, you know, every time I rented a property, $50 of that was an expense that would go to whoever referred them because I wasn't, that whole business was built on apartment managers and leasing agents referring business to me. Okay. And mm -hmm. so I always owed them and I had to keep up with that and be good about it. I mean, I had one girl, literally, I was giving her anywhere from five to 10. $50 gift cards a month. So it was like an wow. extra income for her. I was her side hustle. And it came natural because right. she didn't have, maybe they walked in and they didn't have any two bedroom units. So she didn't get in trouble from for not renting them something. Normally she just let them walk back out the door. I gave them options. I fixed something that they had a need for because they didn't, they didn't want them to walk back out the door empty handed. Now they look like they were heroes by referring somebody that could help them possibly. So I met the right. need. And, you know, and most of them back then, the rents were 800 to 1,000 to a three bedroom was about 1,200. And here we paid 50% of the rent. So if the rent's $1,000, then I got $500. I spent maybe an hour to two hours with those people. I asked great questions because you've got to ask great questions. I could not, you can't go show them like, a lot of us sell real estate. We show them 50 houses. Listen, this is a rental. This is not their biggest investment they're going to ever make. This is a right. lease. I'm going to show you three properties and then I'm going to move on because I'm putting you in my car. Then I could go to put my name down and give you a list. 
But I, mm -hmm. I mean, I closed the deal. I walked, I listened to what they're telling me. I knew all my inventory and the apartments that I had to deal with that would pay me. And then I'd take them to it and then I'd get them, I'd have them signing the lease, doing their, their paperwork right there on the spot because they've got to do the application. Your name has to be on the application or they will not pay you. I learned that the hard okay. way. Okay. And so that's how I got it done, Brad. That That is amazing. Now you're bringing up something. So let's talk a little bit. Today's market is shifting to where there are becoming these newer projects that are out there. And there's newer, bigger buildings that are out there. Is this still a thing that's going on today? And it, do you see an opportunity for this to pop back up again where this is a good uh, a good place to start building a business, especially if you're a new agent and you're yeah. looking to, to do that? It's a great opportunity. And we have our own network, just like there's a, an MLS. There's also a mm -hmm. rental property network, okay? And a lot of people okay. don't know how all this works. Um, because because there's not a ton of money in it, okay? For a brokerage, there's really not a ton of money in it, right? But for an individual agent to get started, I mean, especially, I mean, you can go on the MLS, and usually on the MLS, they pay 30%, and you're protected. You know, keep in mind, you have to understand what the MLS does. So the MLS is a broker-to-broker -broker agreement that the brokers will pay each other. Right. Because the mm -hmm. listing agent procures the commission and then they go on MLS and they offer the buyer's agent a percentage of it. So mm -hmm. what happens with rentals is that you cannot get paid because we don't have a broker to broker agreement. Right. Because unless it's right. on MLS. So there is another network, an apartment locating network, which um, you have to be a member of. And I mean, there are some stuff. And if anybody's interested, they can get a hold of me, you know, especially, you know, my agents okay. in uh, northern Kentucky. I, um, I mean, because it, there is some stuff you've got to do ahead of time, because I will tell you, I had to take several brokerages, several apartment complexes to small claims courts get paid. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. but that was only maybe 10% of my business that I had to fight for my commissions. But we have to fight for commissions a lot of times selling real estate too, okay? So right. it's right. just part of it. And when you're aligned with uh, the right people and you know the, the hoops to jump through, then it's never a problem, right? But I again, I had to fail forward. Remember, I'm doing this on my own. Don't have a clue. My mm -hmm. broker had never done it. Didn't have a clue. So I had to learn how to do it. I also had to learn that I had to invoice. You have to do invoices for those leases. So if they don't get an invoice, they don't pay. So there's just a little, some little nuances that go with that. And um, But it's a great starter to get to what you want which is ultimately the most money made is in sales. Right, right. Now, you you talked about how you started off and you had no contacts and nothing. Would there be a different approach, um, a, a, a thing that you would do as an agent if you had your own, your, this was your hometown, you lived here, you grew up there? Absolutely. What would be the approach that you would maybe potentially do it, with that? Well, you know, the thing about real estate is that you've got to get your name out there. Okay. You've got mm -hmm. to. And there's a lot of people that don't like social media. I'm, I'm one of them. 
you know, but I realize that it is the wave of the future. We've got five generations buying and selling houses and you've got to relate to all the people. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I would tell that a new agent, if you have got a, I first of all, sit down and work on your database. That's the first, that's number one. You got your license today. Well, this afternoon, we're going to sit down. We're going to go through and we're going to make a list of everybody we know. We're going to check our social media, go through them. Who do you really know that know your name, know who you're married to, know where you went to high school? I would sit down. And yes, there are a lot of realtors that we all know the same people. But here's the deal. These are people's largest investments, and they have a right to choose. And just because you sold, another agent has sold them three or four houses does not mean that's who they want to keep going with because we right. become a little lax. We assume and don't ever assume because when you right. assume somebody's going to use you because they used you last time, that's when they don't use you because you're not taking <laughs> care of business. So how you win at the game of real estate is that you – Make your whole list and start your database, and then you got to start dripping on them. And your drip can be several things. I'm old school. I love postcards. And yes, they get the postcard in the mail and they go, oh, Myra's selling real estate to the trash can. But what they did do is they go, Myra's selling real estate. And the whole game is you want when they think real estate, they think Myra Oliver or they think your name. And so still to this day in Denton, Texas, I haven't physically gone and shown a house since 2011, but guess what? Mm -hmm. My partner does and they get their postcard and they go, Myra's still selling real estate. And that is what you want to create. You want to create an environment when they think real estate, they think you. And let's say you've been an engineer or let's say that, you know, you ran your, another business, maybe you have a plumbing company and You've got to treat real estate the same way. They can't still think of you as the plumber or as an engineer. They have to think of you as a real estate agent. So how do you do that? You do that through posting, through contacting, through calling them, and you've got to get belly to belly. This is a belly to belly business, and we've gotten to where we think we could do everything on social media, but no, you need to go knock doors. You need to get in front of you. I was just talking, coaching somebody yesterday who told me they, they went out and knocked on doors for the first time and got a, a $850,000 listing. And it went in contract immediately. And they said, and then they got to sell them something. And I said, so was, was it worth those three hours that you knocked on doors? And they said, absolutely. And they're in Kentucky. And so right. there you go. And, I mean, so knocking on doors, people are answering the doors. So get out there and decide, are you going to do this business? Are you going to halfway do it? Are you going to do it? There's a decision to be made and mm-hmm. uh, either make it happen or sit and wait for it to happen. It ain't going to happen. I mean, you can treat this like a hobby and it's going to cost you money or you can go drive this thing and you can make as much money as you want to make. That's where it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, and your, your career. So let's, your it, it, it's very true so much about how much you get in is what you get back out and you we if if you're watching this you can tell she's got the energy and she put into this and she got out of this so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you got out of this and where you're sitting right now mm-hmm. and we'll talk a little bit in in a second about the the big passion project and that that's, yeah. that's one of the things that i like too 
Okay. Well, sure. I, you know, so after succeeding as a realtor, but I, I also became the president of my board of realtors. So in 2009, okay. when the market absolutely collapsed, I became the president mm -hmm. of the realtors and our board of realtors went in half. So I share that because we lost all the part-timers and spare-timers. When the market shifts, you lose the people they can't afford to pay their MLS dues, and that's okay. Um, so mm -hmm. don't be a statistic, new agents, because eight out of 10 first-year realtors don't make it. And the reason they don't make it is they treat this like a hobby or, or you know, a part-time job. And, and honestly, it's okay to be a part-time job when you first get on, but you've got to launch it. If you never launch, right. you never launch. And so I share that because it's important that you listen to podcasts like Brad. You listen to people who have done, been before you. And um, so in 2009, I pretty much decided I wanted to retire again. I was tired. selling. I was selling over 100 homes a year. I was the president of the board. I was also going up in leadership at the Texas Association of Realtors. I ended up being the uh, chairman for the whole state for RPAC. I am now a Hall of Fame member for National Association of Realtors. And I, did, and I say all that because this is all volunteer. So you need to volunteer to get in front of your peers so that they, because they sent me business like you wouldn't believe all across the state of Texas. When you say Denton, Texas, are like, Byron Oliver, because I gave my time. And, you know, right. and who else would you want but a servant heart that gives their time for volunteering? You're going to send them referrals. So you've got to build and be around your peers because they're paying attention. Because it's just, if it's mm -hmm. just about you selling real estate, you're going to lose a lot of people sending you referrals because people want to help people that help them. And when you're helping our packs so on Kentucky, your K-Pack, y'all need to all be contributing because that is fighting for private property rights. And that's what we do as real estate agents. So I had to get my plug on our pack. There important. we go. <laughs> and so I, and so and so I, I decided, okay, I'm going to retire again because I like retiring. I mean, I became a millionaire you know, Brad at 33 and it was from saving my mm -hmm. money and living within my means and buying rental property. And with appreciation of rental property, it made me a millionaire. So right. I decided I'm tired of working hard because real estate agents work really hard and you do a lot of delayed gratification. We go and we promote and we get our name out there to hopefully sell some real estate, right? And a lot of times we show, show 20, 30 properties and never sell a house, right? And then we find out they go buy for sale by owner. It happens. I love to give the good, bad, and ugly, right? And um, so, but we don't like delayed gratification and stuff. So that's what made me launch Down Home Money. And, but I, um, in 2011, Jimmy McKissick called me, who is the regional owner of, uh, of the Ohio Valley for Keller Williams, and um, wanted me to come run his Keller Williams office. And they were my number one competitor. Um, me and Brad McKissick went against each other all the time. Uh, and so he decided, okay, let's go get this girl. Let her run my office. She ran the board of realtors for free. She can come over and run my office. And I, um, I became a team leader. I thought, well, that's okay. another challenge I haven't done yet, right? I never worked for mm -hmm. anybody in my life. I'd always been self-employed besides McDonald's when I was in high school. And uh, so it's like, okay, let's try this. And I ran his office. We were able to double his office. I made my deal on the front end that I would have ownership in that office if I would perform. And um, we were able to double the office within two years. And uh, I became an owner in that office. And then Linda came to me. She goes, I want you to come run my region. 
in Ohio Valley. You're from Kentucky. You get to see your mama. And so it was right. a way to get back and forth to see my mom, to be really honest mm -hmm. and transparent, because I didn't know anything about running a region or opening offices. I didn't have a clue, but I love the idea of learning something new. I'm a student. I am a I love learning. So I was like, well, okay. So I came to Ohio Valley as the regional director for Keller Williams uh, in 2016. We went from being uh, in 2014, I came, took me a couple of years to, to uh, learn the process and learn what's going on. And by 2016, we finished in the top five regions for profitability for our offices, which was really important for me because I saw a lot of offices that were struggling and just hadn't really launched. And I wanted them to launch and to have success. And so we just implemented a lot of new things. And so that was pretty exciting to win the awards from the, the region. Our region had always finished in the back back of the pack. And so that was exciting. So by 2018, I'd had a, I'd done my thing. Once I win, mm -hmm. I kind of like, I'm moving on, right? I don't, I'm not a good manager. Right. I'm a good launcher. I like starting stuff and building. So <laughs> other than that, we, uh, I, you know, I, Oh no. Did it stop? It stopped for just a second. So it's saying my to... internet is unstable. Let me look at my internet yeah. real quick here. Okay, I'm on my 5G. We good? It, we lost. We lo I lost you for a second there when you were going through. Um, you you like to launch things, and okay. after you launch them. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I love to launch stuff. I don't like to manage anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I love growing stuff. And then I, I get out when I'm on top. I got out of real estate on top. I got out of team leader on top. I got, and so I, same thing with the region. And then I had three offices. So I had an office in Columbus, my office in Northern Kentucky and the office in Denton. And um, so, I mean, it, it, I decided then, okay, I'm going down to one office and I chose Kentucky because I took Kentucky from the worst performing in the region to being number one. Uh, and it took us about five yeah. years. And I did it with the exact same staff that we had when it was lagging. Because I, what I found is, is that people will do, um, when you empower people to do what their talents are and get out of their way, big things can happen. But you still got to provide accountability. And, right. um, and so, you know, with Nick and Ashley, we were able to take it to the next level. And so it was super exciting. So now I'm down to one office and I'm really moving towards my passion project. Uh, because once I win, I'm like, okay, what can I do next and try to win? Right. And that is down home money, a simple approach to financial freedom. During COVID, I decided that I'd always had a goal of writing a book. And mm -hmm. I want to tell my story because um, I have a high school education and it's from Kentucky, one of the best, but mm -hmm. I, there's nothing special about me, Brad. And, um, but I will tell you this, the, the two things I, I saw in your questionnaires about what are your, my two resources, mine are, mm -hmm. are grit and gumption. And right. uh, those are my resources that are deep down wow. inside of me. Um, and I am gritty as all get out. I love when somebody tells me, no, you can't do something. Uh, because all that means to me is K-N-O-W. I don't know enough to get to where I want to be, but I love it when you tell me no. 
because when you tell me no, there is a fire that burns up inside of me and you can't teach that. Right. That is not teachable. You can't. That's the one thing that I found out through my career is that you cannot teach drive. That is something that is it is inherent and you have it and you cannot teach it. It is something that is just very, and you, you obviously have it. So when you, when you got to this point, now you're, you're getting to your passion project. And I just watch you light up about this because you, so you wrote the book during COVID and then you talk a little bit about, so the underlying preface of the book and, and what you're teaching in that book, because it's definitely been a great read. Well, you know, what I find is, and just from coaching a lot of realtors, um, we do have the ability, the sky's the limit on our income, right? And I watch a lot of realtors make a lot of money. And I've also watched a lot of people get um, lifestyle creep. So as they're making more money, their lifestyle creeps up with it. And so they really don't, um, it doesn't come to their bottom line of their net worth because they get to where they're buying more expensive cars, they're buying bigger houses. So they their income keeps rising. And if they would mm -hmm. save some of that or buy assets, their lifestyle could be unbelievable at a later date. And I've mastered that. I have mastered, you can have great things, okay? I have a beautiful home. I have a lot of really, but all my stuff's paid for because I don't believe in debt. And what I find is their debt levels keep going up. So then they are a prisoner to their job, whether they like it or not. And I'm not just talking about realtors. I'm talking about everybody. And then right. they have to work. I work because I want to work. It's a whole new ball game. When you work because you want to work, not because you have to work. And we all have that opportunity. Listen, money does not discriminate. What happens is we complicate it. And we complicate money by overspending. And money's simple. It's money in, money out. And if you keep more in and you take that and buy assets, then you can have whatever you want. Your future self can be amazing. But you got to get discipline and discipline is hard and it's just mm -hmm. easier to go eat out instead of eat what we have in the pantry. It's hard. It's easier. It's easier to just buy a Gucci belt now and put it on my credit card than to save up the $300 for the Gucci belt. Right. Yes. It's easier mm -hmm. now to go buy a more expensive house than I really can afford because now I've got to take that extra $300 out of saving and it has to go towards my house payment instead of towards my future self. There's lots of easy things. And I want to challenge people to do the harder things so you can live like nobody else at a later date. Right. Because as we get right. older, Brad, it gets harder. You don't want to work. You don't have the energy to work 12 to 14 hour days. So if you do it in your 20s and 30s, and that's what I did, then when you get to the best years of your life, when you're way smarter, you're, you're way, you could care less what other people think. I mean, there's so many beautiful things that happen with age that I can't even go into all that because you become so confident that you're like, put me in a room with 20 yeah. and 30 year olds. Let me let my wrinkles shine because the knowledge that I've got that I need to share with them can make their lives easier.
yeah, it actually changes their lives with the knowledge that you give them if they follow and implement even and they don't have to go all the way and do every single thing, but just some of the things. Um, now, I, I want to ask you this question because it comes to where what is one of the biggest like like right in the right there in front of you mistakes that you see agents making when it comes to like planning for their future and their retirement? What is the biggest mistake you see them making? Oh, great question. And the biggest mistake is not funding their retirement because we are self-employed and mm -hmm. with being self-employed, they don't fund their retirement, nor do they fund their taxes. Because here's the deal. You're self-employed. You've got to set you up two separate accounts that you can't touch. Put them in money markets without checks. Don't get checks. Put them in money markets. You need to take 25% off the top. As soon as you get that commission check, take 25% off the top and put that in your tax account so you're not in trouble mm -hmm. because your first year, back to new agents, the first year, you're not paying quarterly taxes. And the second year will be based on what you owe the first year and you'll start making quarterly tax payments April 15th in the second year. So it's really mm -hmm. crucial that you've got the money sitting there and you're not all panicky because you're not a good real estate agent when you need money. You don't give great advice when you're desperate for a commission. So set yourself up like a business. So that's number one. Right. Number two, you got to set also with that check, put 5%, just 5% of that and take it over and put this over here in your SEP and we'll fund your IRA, your SEP IRA once we get into the new year. So you've got the money there in case you need it. We want to protect your family. That's always most right. important. But, and it's setting there. But if you do not allocate it will disappear, period. Now, you brought up, so you have two two sacred accounts. One's your retirement account, one's your tax account, and you make them untouchable. And now, they're money there... markets the first year, especially, because mm -hmm. I don't want your family to suffer when you're starting. This is new. You're this is something new that you're trying. But most people are used to, they get their check from their business or the company they work for, and they get all of that, right? They don't, but new agents do not understand. You have to pay taxes and welcome to self-employment. You're now paying your self-employment tax. So it is crucial right. the first year that you set these accounts up and don't touch that money. And they're in money markets. Right. So right now, money markets are drawing really great interest. So, hey, you're making money. I just helped you with a passive and a separate passive income that that Gucci yep. belt wouldn't buy. Exactly. Exactly. So that's a really good point that you have there about the taxes and, and setting that up. And with that, as that compounds over time and setting up that that set by array and setting that up, that compounds over time. And that's how you really grow wealth. And one of the other things that I see is that when you also have like this income and you're, you start to see some success, there's, there's also opportunities that present themselves because you are the person that you are and you're going out and meeting people that are selling and, and buying real estate. Are there any opportunities that potentially present themselves where you may end up investing in real estate too? Absolutely. Um, I used to sell apartments. So I've moved towards apartments because I love the apartment industry and I own apartments. So um, 
Hey, would use my commission. You can go in partners with people, you know, on stuff. Like if you would, um, let's say that you get calls for listing a house or whatever, and you think oh, I'd like to buy this house, you, but mm -hmm. I don't have the credit worthiness or whatever. I mean, it just depends, you know, maybe you don't, but maybe you call somebody like you, Brad, you're an investor, or you call somebody else and say, Hey, I want to be a partner with you. I've got my commission. You can use your commission as a part of the part of the deal. I mean, there's lots there where there is a wheel, there is a way. Okay. What I have found when you get creative, I'm one of the most creative bankers you've ever seen. When it comes to what I want, when I want yeah. something, I'll make it happen. You know, I just opened an insurance company. I just opened a title company. I have 12 businesses that I own with a high school education. Okay. I am the CEO of Myra Empire with all these companies. And I'm just going to tell you, I laugh when I say that because I don't say that to impress you, but to impress funny. I am. I, I was not. The, I did not make the best grades in school. Okay. I was. I smart is not what I am. But I'm going to tell you what I am. I got grit. I got gumption, and I can hire smart people. Okay. I, so don't I, let I would say things. this. You're you're pretty smart when it comes uh, to this stuff. Well, but I, I will tell you now. I have learned it, but I wasn't on the front end, right? But I was just willing to mm -hmm. take the risk. I was just willing to. Um, study things to learn it but it didn't mm -hmm. come natural and i want people to know that because you can have anything you want if you're willing to do what it takes and delayed gratification people don't like we we're in a society we want everything right now right. and that isn't what that's just not life right but yet mm -hmm. people will go to college and go to college for four six eight years and then have all this debt to get a job but yet they won't give us time to teach them how to sell real estate. They think it should happen immediately. It drives me crazy because first of all, your investment is nominal to have to be able to make as much money as you want. That investment you made in college, they tell you what you're worth. If you go get a job, if right. you get, my mom was a school teacher, the Kentucky school system told her what she was worth. Okay. Right. So you have limitations on your, your earning potential in real estate. There are no limitations on your earning potential. What are you willing to do? Look what I built all right. because of real estate. So I just want people to understand that I mean, you can do have whatever you want if you're willing to do it on the front end. And that's where it's important. You set up the right practices. You get the right tools. What That's what I love about Keller Williams because I had to do it at an independent. And I'm just going to tell you, it is hard. I mean, you got to be a Myra Oliver, okay? But at Keller Williams, you don't have to be somebody with grit and gumption and an idiot that will fail, 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 fail. Most people quit and go get a job. I had to fail miserably. But the great thing about Keller Williams, we got all the systems. So go plug and play. Go be at our, our meetings. If you need motivation, show up at the Tuesday office meeting. We'll, we'll, we will provide you with everything you need. Because if you can't make it at our office, you can't make it in Rolston. I mean, I'm just being honest. If you're new, especially, yeah. because we give you everything you need. Almost, it's almost too much. You know, there, there's definitely a, a plethora of. Uh, there's a lot of resources that you guys offer, and there's also a different. I, I mean, I'm in and out of a different, a lot of different places, and right. I will say there's a lot. 
there's a different culture there. There's a, 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 there's no one that feels like it's all like, oh, I can't share. I'm not going to, everyone's kind of open and they feel, Hey, it's a world of abundance and not a world of scarcity. Even, even in today's environment where it's a little, there's less out there, less inventory to, and, and that no one's can, confined and saying oh that's mine that's mine i'm scared i'm scared i'm scared they're in a world of abundance and know that that there's more than enough and And i love that and i and i love that i mean i will share everything i got even with my they think they're called competitors but you know what and this is why we have the abundance mentality me as the leader too I feel like that i don't have any competitors you know who's my competitor i look at her in the mirror every morning and when you mm-hmm. teach real estate agents to feel the same way, because there's plenty of real estate out there for all of us. Okay. But here's the deal. If you don't make the calls and you don't hand out the cards and you don't talk to most people, you're not going to win. It doesn't have anything to do with another company, another agent. It has everything to do with you. And I would give all my secrets, so to speak, and traits. I would give it anything anybody want to listen. Cause you know why? Reality. It's the 80-20 rule. 20% are going to do it, and they're going to make it in this business. 80% are going to complain about the other 20% and why they can't make it. And it's okay, but it's the 20% that live in abundance that are going to make it. That's why we have an office full of abundance thinkers. So thank you for saying that. Right. Right. It, it is a definitely a different culture. And I think that you hammered it home multiple times throughout this. But I want to I want to ask you this one question and kind of end on this so that we know where like if you were brand new starting today, brand new starting today, what would be the one thing that you would focus on that would be the most important thing that you would do? Mindset. You got to you have got to believe it that you can achieve it, okay? And so you've got to feed your mind. And you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Choose wisely. That's why you need to be in a setting and an environment of positive people, especially when you're new, you're first starting out, right? Because you've got to be around mm-hmm. people that will encourage you, that will feed you with great ideas and what you need to be doing. And then next, get on the database start calling people, start sharing with people. Everybody you meet needs to know you're in real estate and then continue to feed your mind because you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. It's just life. And you've got to be, like when you're down, you need to get your butt to the office and be around some positive, upbeat people because this is not easy. It's simple. It's not easy, okay? The process is simple. Whoever talks to most people wins the contest, but it's not easy. Because you got to keep feeding your brain and motivating yourself. Um, and so I will tell you, that's really the, the game in life is about mm-hmm. your mindset. And when you get that in place, when you get your mind right and you start t- feeding yourself, instead of feeding yourself, I can't do this, or negative stuff, you start, yeah. I feed myself every morning before we even got on this. I'm a walker. I walk five miles every day. And I am feeding myself positive things like I'm looking around and I'm thinking about all the things I'm grateful for I set myself up and my day up for success when I was a hairstylist working 14 hours a day I had on my mirror you are a millionaire and then I brought it down below and I put I am a millionaire and I just fed myself that for 13 years till I became a millionaire 
So if you want to be a top producer every morning, you need to get in that mirror because there's your competitor. Nobody else is your competitor. Get in that Mm -hmm. mirror and go, I am a top producer. I'm going to sell a house today. I'm going to list a house today and then get out there and take action. There you go. That is that is amazing. Yep. They they say that anything you put after I am is true. So I am a millionaire. I am a top producing agent. I am yes. the best out there. It, it is yep. whatever you write. And you it. are the best mortgage guy. Good for you for learning that. Because <laughs> if you just get in front of that mirror, I am the greatest mortgage guy. You just got to yeah. do it. I mean, honestly, I used to tell myself that and I was like, I hadn't sold a single house. How can I be the best realtor in town? Mm-hmm. But you know what? Guess what happened? Five years later, yeah. I became the, the best individual realtor in, in Denton, Texas. So yeah. I just think you've got to believe it to achieve it. And I really believe that affirmations are, are how, I mean, if you want to know my secret, I think that has really put me where I am today because it'd be real easy for me to wallow in negativity. I don't have a college education. I mean, here I am. What What's special about, you know, you can do that. And then how does right. that, that, that won't get you anything. So yeah. Positive I am mindset. a millionaire. I am a top producer. You've got to believe it. And and listen, your whole life will change. If you just change that, your whole life change. I am a great father. I am a great leader. You know, there's right. lots of things that you, that this can change the trajectory of your life. And if you're not happy, you know, in order for things to change, you got to make the changes. And what I found is yeah. until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. You won't make changes and that you will make changes when the pain of staying the same is greater. So I just tell people, you know what? Try it. What do you got to lose? You're not happy where you are now. Doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all to try that. And you'll see what happens if you just start that sentence out. I am, and then finish it from there. And that's, that'll come true. Well, Myra, it's been great having you here and going through all this stuff. Your your tremendous energy just you you put it out there, and everyone should just try to take a little piece of it so that they can they can feel it and uh-huh. and go forward because that that is so so amazing. I appreciate you coming on, and um, it's been amazing having you. Well, thank you, Brad. Thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity to hopefully make a difference for somebody, right? That's always yeah, my goal. Make an impact. Yeah. Appreciate you. You're making you. a huge impact with your book. So it's a great. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, you Myra. You get it on Amazon. But I got to tell you, yeah. if you don't like a Southern accent, don't get it on Audible because I read it. There you go. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, I'll have to get the Audible on that because I'd love to hear you read it. <laughs> <laughs> I like Audibles way better than the books. And I your audible wasn't out. So I got the, the book and read the book, but I'm going to go download the audible. Cause I've, I, I'd much rather have audible. I have like all kinds of audible. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Enjoy it. I appreciate you. Thank you, Myra. And I'll, I'll be talking to you soon.